Welcome to the Dalgona Coffee House. My name is Christina, and I'm a college student who loves spending way too much time with K-pop. I'll be discussing different aspects alongside my friend Amelie. And since this is a coffee house, take some time for yourself to make some coffee, tea, or some treats, and make yourself comfy. Previously, we had a discussion on our favorite boy groups, why we liked them, and comments that we had on their careers. Today, we'll be fo- moving our focus to girl groups and what we like about them. It's me again. Uh, it's Amelie. I'm back again on episode three. <laughs> Happy to be here. Hey, nice, Amelie. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking more about girl groups. One of the most iconic girl groups that many people would know, even people who don't listen to K-pop would know them is Girls' Generation. And they were also under SM Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Um, Girls' Generation, I feel like, is like one of the groups that also got me into K-pop. You know, we talked about Shiny and um, EXO and all these other groups. But yeah, Girls' Generation, I feel like SM at the time was went crazy SM SM Entertainment was like SM and YG were just so big at the time and yeah I got super into Girls Generation with their songs like The Boys or like I Need a was it I Need a Boy um but yeah those songs were they they were like a bigger group they always had very fun like fresh concepts uh their outfits were kind of fun they were very iconic you think of like like Girls' Generations, G, you can just see the outfit. Um, and they're also the songs, uh, their songs are like EXO songs or like um, Chinese songs where you hear the beginning and then you just know exactly uh, which group it is. Yeah, and they, yeah, they definitely started like a new wave or trend in the K-pop industry and kind of really paved the way for girl groups, in my opinion. And they had such a wide range of songs as well. Yeah, I think for Girls' Generation, some of the things that I think they popularized, especially with their outfits, is the white top and skinny jeans look. I feel like that is very common in K-pop industry after Girls' Generation um, standardized it. A lot of the newer groups tend to wear something similar to that or uniforms with one of their songs. I don't know the song off the top of my head, but when they all wore uniforms. I feel like that is also an iconic look that many other girl groups follow suit because I think, like you said, girls' generation standardize everything within the industry and many new group, K-pop groups looked up to them. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting though because in, back in the day, you know, they all had the exact same outfits. Um, or if anything, there was just a variation in like the color of their pants or the color of their tops or something. But otherwise, it was very uniform. But nowadays, you see such a variation in the actual outfits that they're wearing. Each member has like a different look kind of tailored to their image and their body type and all of that, which is something I hadn't really thought about before. But now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of the Girls' Generation songs, they're very uniform and very 
all one concept versus now they, they are still kind of one concept but there's there's a lot more variation and so they all kind of fit within a theme nowadays but not really like identical outfits as they was in the past yeah I also think it's like really interesting how with girls generation probably starting off the wave for people to know about Korean culture worldwide um, they also have a lot of success with their members going solo and doing personal things. Similarly to the boy group episode that we talked about, these members have gone solo. Many of them also act on their side. They also model. Um, and I think that's like a big thing in with girl groups. Many of them tend to model products, especially with girls' generation. I feel like when they, when they first debuted, they had like an innocent look and many of the companies um, wanted that and they were popular so it was really easy for the general public to buy the items if it has girls generations faces on it i know they yeah girl groups especially girls generation they had yeah that innocent face but i know a lot of them or a lot of girl groups in general or soloists they'll they'll model model um like soju beers and like different types of alcohol and stuff so you'll just see their faces just about anywhere um that kind of helps with their marketing, um, just seeing them on um, like posters everywhere, restaurants, on TV, um, especially in Korea, or just on any part, really. And yeah, it's, it's very interesting how the they do the marketing that way. And yeah, the solo, with the solo artists, there's some that are so popular, like even now. I know a couple that are very popular in the acting scene. They have their own Netflix movies. They're in a ton of K-dramas. Or, um, for example, Taeyeon uh, is a super, super successful uh, solo artist. She comes out with music all the time. And she still does activities with Girls' Generation nowadays. But I feel like Girls' Generation nowadays, it hasn't really like kept together. You know, like all the members have kind of dissipated. It's, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but there's only like three of them that really actively participate in like the SM there, the SM stuff, like the reunions at the end of the year and like the holiday concepts, there's only like three of them that really continue. So that's kind of a sad part, once again, of being fans of these groups since from the beginning that have been active since, what, 2009, 2010, that like nowadays everyone's doing their own thing. Some aren't even in the pop industry anymore um, or they're just living their life. For Girls' Generation, I remember seeing a lot of my friends who were really into them talk about Girls' Generation, especially when, because they used to be nine, but then one of the members departed, Jessica. And even like after Jessica left, I mean, because they are a popular group, many of the members also received a lot of hate. Taeyeon was quote, quote, dating. I don't know if it was just a marketing scheme, but her and another member got a lot of hate for dating each other and stuff like that. Or um, some of the other members got made fun of for their appearances and saying like they should have not been, like they're not on equal status to the other members and should have not been in Girls' Generation. I think there's there's always so much hate that goes into different, for different like members, especially when it's a large group. I feel like they're kind of tiered by fans. They're like, oh, they're not, by a fan standards good enough at dancing why did they make it or they're not that good at rapping why did they make it stuff like that and I think Jules Generation got 
an insane amount of criticism and I find this with a lot of girl groups as well is just like they're criticized for breathing and obviously a lot of a lot of groups get criticized for the dating thing which doesn't make any sense but I feel girls especially um, are kind of targets for their appearances uh, a lot say a member fluctuates in weight or does a different style of makeup or um, stuff like that they get an insane amount of criticism compared to boy groups I think and not to say that boy groups are exempt from the criticism but I always notice it's so bad with girl groups Um, and girls generation was not exempt from that at all I think it was really bad back in the day like 2010s and stuff and I think it's gotten better better kind of but yeah it's kind of sad to see how much girls generation has been through even though they kind of paved the way and they're so famous but yeah, they got criticized for just the littlest things. I think that's just with the Korean culture. I think they're very, it's still rooted in misogyny. And because of that, there is higher promotion towards males and asserting the male dominance and all of that. And there is double standards to being a female and I would like, even though Korea has gotten pro- more progressive, there's still that level of misogyny. I don't want to bring too much politics into it, but I think South Korea just elected a new president, and he's a he's pretty bad. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people don't realize that Korea has a lot of values still rooted in misogyny and the the way they operate, and also with just yeah, sexism, racism in general is pretty bad. I know a lot of girls and guys too, but a lot of female idols um, use products to bleach their skin. And if they're tanned, for example, or they don't look like they're whitewashed images, then they get hate for it, for being tan. And it's just crazy to think because you wouldn't think that. You, you. I think a lot of fans think that it's like an ideal world in Korea and there's a lot of progress being made but I think there's still a lot of progress to be made um, because of like the types of criticisms that we see for these girl groups like fixating on their skin color or their body shape or just quite literally anything yeah in addition to Korea being misogynistic and very unopened to a lot of things I think a lot of Korean citizens or the ones who are most vocal on the internet are also xenophobic for example, for one of the groups that I, lo- I personally like, Cosmic Girls, they're a 13-member group, and they have a mixture of Korean and Chinese members, and the Chinese members kind of receive mixed responses to the Koreans, obviously because they, or not obviously, but I think a lot of, a lot of Koreans approach the Chinese members and kind of distrust them or doubting their loyalty, but it doesn't really make sense because it's just, this is like music more rather than like bringing in the politics for that. Yeah, I would say this is so common within like boys and girl groups. I can think of, for example, um, Twice has a member from Taiwan. And I remember she was only like 16 or 17 at the time, but she, she celebrated like Taiwan's Taiwanese national holiday or something and she made she was public about it and she got an insane amount of hate from the K fan Korean fans 
and she had to issue a whole apology like statement a video I don't I don't remember exactly but it was kind of ridiculous how she was just celebrating something uh, from the country that she's from and she they they thought that she was not loyal they thought that she was not like a traitor I don't know it was just all she was being called all these crazy things just for being from Taiwan um, and I, yeah, I think this is just a very common recurring problem, um, especially also with members that are, say, half, half Korean. A lot of times half Koreans also often face the same type of prejudice as, as um, Chinese members or members not from Korea do. Um, and it's just kind of sad to see because as a result, there's not as much diversity in K-pop or if there is, yeah, they just get a lot of hate for it. With Korea, there is a lot of, they wish to have people conform to their ideals. And especially for Korean or K-pop idols who don't come from Korea and having to adapt to that is a very large barrier, obstacle that they have to jump over, especially. And it's already hard enough with trainees, idols, who flew in, like moved to Korea, and are already probably struggling to learn the language itself, and then having to deal with people who just hate like your identity, and having to accept that because once you're an idol, you have to have like a public figure, and uh, you can't really show hate to these people because their words can like affect your status and your ability to make money being an idol yeah yeah it's always hard when yeah the the trainee process is already so difficult as it is to it's just difficult to deal with mentally and physically um and just having that added hate just makes everything so difficult you can think of like a group that i really like and listen to a lot is itzy and some of the members get hate for they're all korean so they don't get hate in terms of like their identity or like how they racially identify but definitely just like they're I feel like also because they're from a large company JYP um so they they're a lot more in the limelight and all of that but um their appearances get criticized heavily one of the members Yeji she has a lot of times she's described to have cat-like features um so and because that's not like the standardized standard of beauty for women in Korea she gets a lot of hate for it or Yuna, I think she got a lot of hate just because she was really skinny. And then it's crazy because you then there are members who get criticized just because they are maybe not crazy skinny, but then they get called fat. And it's just it's just crazy to see. And it makes me sad because like some of my favorite groups like Itzy, Girls Generation, um, Twice, get body shamed, get literally everything shamed uh, just for existing. But I really, I really enjoy all of their the music I don't see how I don't see how fans are so hateful you know like I just think about it like who how how do you have so much time to just like go on the internet and just be hateful speaking of itzy I remember reading this like news or seeing this news article or it was just something to catch people's attention but I think one of the members maybe it was Yuna she got into like quote quote a dating scandal but it was very ridiculous with the logic. I think that 
her and another like a boy someone from a boy group ate out at the same restaurant and people were like oh they ate the same thing so they must be dating but positive thing about this but it's also really weird as I believe one of her fans counted because they posted pictures of the fan counted the number of sesame seeds on the bun itself like literally marked it on the image and like counted it and and to try to prove that she was not dating this person like I thought it was very crazy that they had this all this time to count the number of seeds but it is to support her yeah, it's crazy because fans fans will go the extra length to bring someone down or to like protect their their idol. Um, yeah, and then especially with like dating scandals, people will go the extra length to either find the connection or break the connection. Um, there's so many dating scandals where it's like they 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 visited this one location one time and posted about it one time within maybe a span of a couple months. And everyone assumes they're dating, but then a whole other slew of people find ways to prove that they're not dating. Like they'll look in the reflection of the sunglasses and like find the smallest detail you wouldn't even think about. It's just crazy to see. But at least, yes, the positive thing is that people are there to protect um, their favorites. Um, in the case, yeah, Yuna, Yuna was saved by sesame seed counting. Um, that's kind of a, that's a funny story. Um, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad at least that there are some fans who, who try to dispel these crazy like rumors and hypotheses. Yeah, I speaking of like fans and just like the whole craziness. This group already disbanded because the basis of their group is that trainees would go onto this survival show and compete with other trainees to become the top. And people watching the show would vote for these for people who they think deserve to be in this group. This group was called Aizuan, but this is not a permanent contract. They were only promoting for a year or two years, but it got cut really short with this major scandal for the show, for uh, the show after it with another, with the boy group that they were going to do. Same concept, but with the boy group. People accused the director of changing the votes and picking people based on what the companies paid them. So then it was like, they just rigged the whole show. And it was also found out that Aizuan may have been rigged as well with the members. Um, so then because of that, the both the new boy group that was supposed to debut um, just got canceled. And then Aizuan just got cut short with their promotions. Dang, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know about the the scandals. I just knew that their time kind of got cut short because already their contract is not very long to begin with, with these survival shows. Usually these groups, like the members will disperse to a different group. But yeah, that's kind of crazy because like, honestly, I think Island was one of the strongest K-pop girl groups for those two years that they were, or I don't know how long they were active. Like every song was a bop. It was bop after bop. It was so good. And like, kind of sucks though that it was like big from that but honestly I think that I guess the rigging was good because <laughs> all the songs the concepts I think personally were so good like every song was really enjoyable they had really innovative content concepts they had fun music videos 
And yeah, it was, it was, they were just a very enjoyable group. So it's very, very sad to see when they were disbanded because it, it just came out a little bit out of the blue. Um, and as someone who doesn't follow them as closely, it was just kind of a shock. It's nice to see that some of the members are now doing their own thing. Like they're they're still doing well. They're still able to be active in the idol industry, but it just kind of sucks that as a group, they weren't be able, able to progress a little more. For me, I was... Not just, I did not watch the show because I don't like getting invested in those types of things because I think I would feel hurt by seeing people I would connect to and then they wouldn't make it. So I just followed them. I just watched the music video when they debuted and that song was really, really good. And I think that Aizuan had a unique concept that made them very, that made them stand out to other groups. I would describe it as like very elegant or they had very elegant but still powerful. I think that really showcases with the dances that they do because I would say like their dance, all the members are really good at it and they're very powerful. Um, there's always like dance breaks in the songs. And I would say like they are very talented in what they do. Yeah, it was really sad seeing Eyes One disband, but quite a few, I think almost like half of them have debuted or went, debuted as either soloists or in a group. Some of them have gone to acting instead, and I'm pretty sure the some of the Japanese members are getting ready to debut in a group as well. So we'll be seeing more of Aizuan in the future. Yeah, that's that's really exciting. Yeah, because yeah, Aizuan kind of had that unique quality, and I feel like their dances definitely, like you said, were their strong suit. I know so many so many like cover groups and just people that I know that enjoy dancing to k-pop dances they always cover like an eyes one eyes one song or it's always like their concepts or their dances are very well liked among k-pop community and those who enjoy like the girl group the girl groups so yeah it's sad to see but i'm really glad to see that the members have been debuting as soloists or in groups and i hope that the, their groups or their solos go well as well because eyes one was so successful so i hope they maintain that success of outside of the group for me personally a lot of the groups that or a lot of the girl groups that i tend to like have very similar themes or concepts like i mentioned earlier for cosmic girls they have a very exactly what their their group name is like space outer space or dreamlike vibes but it's still powerful and they also do pretty different concepts throughout the there are comebacks, but it still has like that sound that I know is like their group. And then Eyes One has very powerful but elegant vibes to their music and stuff like that. So I think I just like vibing out of the world. Yeah, yeah. I think we have we have slightly different tastes in the girl group music, but I think I still do really vibe <laughs> with Eyes Eyes One music. Um, I really enjoy this stuff. I, yeah, I like how powerful it is and um, how uplifting their music can be. Though yeah, I think I do tend to like like the no- noisy <laughs> noisy groups as I did for K-pop boy groups like Itzy, Dreamcatcher. I would not say consider Dreamcatcher noisy because they're more of a a rock type of sound, but Itzy and Dreamcatcher they're more like intense kind of yeah fill up a room with sound type of music. Um, I really like that them and they're also both very dance heavy i think that's what i found also with girl groups that i really like i really like girl group dances and performance dance heavy groups 
um, which is why I was so disappointed by Endix. But <laughs> um, that's okay. We will we will wait more with Endix. We will we will see. Um, and I found that I also like. I didn't expect myself to like these groups, but I think they're called Weekly and Stacy. At first, I was not the biggest fans. Um, I know you're not the biggest fan, but I like Weekly. <laughs> I'm still kind of iffy on Stacy, though. Yeah, yeah. Weekly, Weekly, I grew on me a lot faster, but yeah, Stacy. I know a lot of my guy friends really love Stacy, and I think it's just the concept. They're a little more girly, cutesy, but their later releases, I think have been a little bit more girl crush and so i've i've been enjoying their newer music a lot more so yeah that kind of surprised me because it's not not at all like it's not at all like dreamcatcher but i still really like enjoy the music very catchy and also the dances once again the dances are so catchy too and they look really fun to dance yeah i really liked i think a lot of the groups the new groups the fourth gen groups that debuted within the pandemic they tend to lean towards this stylistic choice of bright colors and more poppy things and their songs also reflect that and it makes sense because the pandemic is very was a depressing time so having that song to really motivate you was effective and I'm actually kind of like a little disappointed in weekly right now because they just released a new song called Venpara like last week or a couple days ago and they did a 180 to their concept so it's not the bright peppy look anymore it's like dark similar to Dreamcatcher but the song was very forgettable and I think it was a disappointment because these members have a lot of potential. Yeah I watched the video when it came a few hours after it came out I was really excited because yeah I, I love Weekly but yeah, because usually it is a concept. The concept that they went with, it's it looked from the teasers that I would I was gonna love it. The teaser, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is this is totally gonna be up my alley. Another another weekly song in the playlist. But I listened to it and it just it just kind of fell flat for me. And I don't know if it's maybe because it's the first time they're doing this type this type of concept. They're still trying to find their sound within that type of concept. I know a lot of people liked it, but yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely on the same page as you. It would it, it didn't. It didn't hit like I thought it was going to, but I, I'm I hope that the next time they they return to their older sound because that's definitely what I am a fan of. And so cat, their yeah, their old songs are so catchy. This one not catchy at all. Like you said, it's forgettable. I I literally do not remember what it sounds like. Um, I'll have to go back and listen to it. But yeah, we'll we'll remain hopeful. But for now, we're we're a little disappointed. <laughs> I'm like thinking about Stacy. Yeah, um, I'm a Stacey hater. I think I still am. And I don't know why, because if I liked Weekly, then I probably should have liked Stacey because they have very similar vibes. But maybe there was something that rubbed me off. First impression went off badly. And because of that, I'm still kind of iffy about all their songs. Because I can definitely agree that they are catchy and they are getting very, very popular with the general public but there's just like something about it that I just don't like but instead of Stacy, a group that I have been supporting since day one and I'm glad that people are starting to pay attention to them a little bit more now is From Us Nine because they released a song pretty recently and I think a lot of people really like it. 
not gonna lie. I did <laughs> I haven't been listening to From Us Nine. Um I think whenever I hear a From Us Nine song is because you have played it <laughs> out for me. But yeah, no, from from what I've I've listened to, I know they're really enjoyable and it's been nice to see a, a new group or I don't know how new they are, but not one of the big name groups um become more popular, you know. Because honestly, I'm kind of sick of just Twice and Blackpink, you know, because I'm I'm a huge fan of Twice. I've actually become a very large fan over the past year or two. I even went to their concert, but yeah, with Twice and Blackpink being a little a little bit older, it's nice to see new groups kind of pop up. Um, and with so many, there's so many new girl groups coming up, and so it's just exciting to see, exciting to see progress and groups that don't haven't been getting the recognition deserved like finally get it. This year might be a year of girl groups because even though, like, out of personal opinions, we may not like some of them, I think that either way, there are are a lot of groups that are promoting coming out with new music or just, like, debuting. And I thought it will be a little overwhelming listening to all their songs, but I think it'll be very worth it in the end. Okay, and so with that, that concludes this episode where we talked about a variety of girl groups and we deep dived into Korea's culture and how crazy it can be with polarizing things and how that affects a lot of the groups and how recently new groups have the sound that may be interesting. Well, no, we don't know. I guess we'll see in the future.